Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne and Cousin Todd. Founding member of the ADHD Rocks Podcast Network. And happy 2023, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year. Hope you guys had a safe and uh, rested uh, New Year. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us this uh, today. It is January 3rd. That's right. We're actually recording on a, a day and time we're supposed to be recording. So On a Tuesday night. Oh, my God. Go figure. I know, I know right? We actually, uh, we're actually kicking off the New Year's the right way. Um, yeah, it's only fucking Tuesday. Yeah, right? So... Um, <laughs> With me, as usual, uh, is uh, the very funny, very glorious Mary Ann Riley. Hello. And uh, also with us, uh, the incredible Cousin Todd is with us. Ah, thank you, sir. Welcome, welcome. So, um, I want to start with this. Uh, I'm a a huge... (laughs) A huge football fan. I'm a huge sports fan altogether, and um, I want to talk about the uh, NFL uh, safety for the Buffalo Bills, Demar Hamlin, who uh, suffered a cardiac arrest while playing uh, while playing last night. Oh shit! Uh, in uh, in yeah. Cincinnati, it was um, dramatic. Gosh, the quarter. Uh, was he on the field when it, it was happened? The first quarter. Uh, he was on. As a matter of fact, he made a tackle on the field. I believe he was tackling a tight end who caught a pass, Hayden Hurst, a uh, big tight end, and it was your textbook tackle. Uh, nothing too major. Nothing. Well, at least on on, the, on TV, it seemed like you're just your regular textbook uh, tackle. Didn't like hit him head to head or head on or anything like that. But after he tackled the tight end, he stands up and then he falls back onto the ground. Oh no. And. Uh, they had uh, to, like, they had to do CPR on him. Uh, I put, it, it was nine minutes. They had, uh, they, they, the paramedics, the doctors, um, anybody with a medical degree on their wall <laughs> uh, ran to his, uh, to his aid, and they tried to resuscitate him. Oh, um, shit. I, he, it was, as a matter of fact, it, yeah, it was, they kept. They, they were showing the replay of the tackle, and again, your, your regular meat and potatoes, you know, textbook tackle, and uh, he just collapsed on the field. I thought he had a concussion at first, you know, because yeah. that I mean, that's usually the first thing that comes to mind whenever you see somebody. Um, you know, you probably get up and you're a little wobbly, little the cobwebs in your head, and then you just fall down. That's what I thought it was, but it was a lot more serious than that. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, he uh, was in critical condition um, when he had a. Uh, they had to bring the ambulance onto the field. Oh. Um, usually, if it's a serious injury, I mean, like you know, a broken bone or whatever, you know, they they bring out the cart, they cart you off. But this was one of those things where, as soon as they were leaving the field, he was going straight to the emergency room. You know, uh, they took him to a medical center nearby in Cincinnati and. Now, here's the part that a lot of... Now, there was thoughts about... I mean, me, I wasn't sure what 
the NFL would have done. This game kind of meant a lot to me because I play fantasy football. I had a couple of players on the fantasy football uh, in, in the game that was playing. So that's why I, I mean, I watched the games, but I was very hyped about this particular game. Um, and they thought about, OK, let's give both sides five minutes to kind of gather themselves. But if you were watching the game, you could see players not praying, crying. We, I mean, it was very emotional. Uh, the the, uh, the stadium in Cincinnati was very quiet. Um, they would show camera angles of like inside the, the stadium and it was really, I mean, you could probably hear a pin drop and they kept going wow. to commercial. They kept going to commercial. It was, it was yeah, it was, it was, it, it got to a point where all you can think about was, man, I hope this dude gets up at some point and walk on his own, on, on his own strength. Um, but he, uh, he ended up leaving, um, again, mid game, uh, suffering cardiac arrest and the, uh, both co head coaches, uh, Buffalo Bills, um, Sean McDermott, really great coach, uh, Zach Taylor, uh, another great coach. They actually, you know, you see them in a tunnel having a discussion about what they were going to do as far as. I guess, I don't know if they're on the phone with, you know, the commissioner, like, hey, do we continue the game? Do we not? But if you saw what I saw, and, you, and again, it was an hour, you know, since the accident, they're still trying to figure out what to do. How do you even continue a game like that when you have a player that is, that you don't even know what the situation was? I mean, you, you can't play football. You can't, whatever it is, you can't concentrate on doing your job if your brother um, is is you know in a hospital there's just no way right so what they ultimately ended up doing is they they postponed the game or i mean delayed i should say and i'm not sure if they're going to uh you know continue the game both of these teams are in the playoffs i don't think they really need to play this this game in my opinion i say chalk it up as a tie and just move on um right. This is one of those unprecedented. I mean, now we've seen injuries before. I mean, these are one of the one of these things that's so unprecedented, where it was just like, there's no, you can't go back and be like, well, has this ever happened before? What did we do the last time? You know, right. um, injuries happen, of course. You know, concussions and whatnot. And but we're talking about something that's like, I mean, man could have died on that field. So, you know what I mean? I mean, I I, well, I he heard... did die on that field. Actually, sorry my chiming in on this for for something and i want to look at it kind of you know i i look at things from the medical perspective anytime you have a cardiac arrest that 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 young man died what they were able to do by restarting his heart is bring him back to life yeah. and this is something that's it's very critical to point this out because a lot of times um people a couple of kind of twofold here a lot of times people don't compute 24-year-old healthy adult athlete with cardiac arrest, okay? And that's why a lot of times something like that could take longer to, to even be able to realize that that was what was going on. Even with all those medical professionals around him, it's one of those things that, 
if it was a 70 year old that kicked over backwards or it was Todd or me or Romeo, you'd be like, yeah, them fat fucks, you know, <laughs> they're out of shape, <laughs> probably their heart. But this guy is the epitome of health, the picture of health. He's 24. Right. And, and a, an absolute so prime, prime condition physically, you would never equate heart attack with that. So even with your best medical professionals, it had to take them longer to, to put that together. Like, oh my God, yeah. this guy is this this young man is in cardiac arrest. And so that right there took valuable time. And then for them to, to be performing the CPR and everything else on him, it it's that's why it's so traumatic. I mean, it, it's yeah. traumatic to see somebody get, you know, to drop like that and have a health issue anyways. But when it's it's the exact polar opposite of something what you would expect to be this situation, you would expect it to be something like a concussion. You would think even he had the wind knocked out of him. All these other things first before you would ever equate right. him collapsing to cardiac arrest. Yeah, and it's funny because you know, again, the way that I saw him fall, like, I thought it was like, okay, he probably got the wind knocked out. He probably tackled him a little too hard because he, he tackled him. Backwards. He, like, he stood up and then just yeah, dropped him backwards. Because he, he tackled him from behind and the player fell forward. So he kind of fell forward with him, you know. But then he was able to get up for like maybe two seconds. So I thought, oh, you know, again, like you said, cardiac arrest probably wouldn't even been on my list. Do, do they I have any idea list. what caused it, though? Because I mean, it doesn't sound like the hit did it. No. I I mean, maybe so. I mean, I don't know. I, not, I, mean, I mean, I'm not a, a doctor, but does, I, I was thinking, like, I don't know. Did he, I mean, when he hit him and wrapped him up, like, did he, I don't squeeze hard? Did it crush, did it, like, hurt his rib cage or something? Like, I, I, I don't know. Um, I didn't know it was a cardiac. I mean, they mentioned cardiac arrest, and I, they were like, "Oh, he's they're resuscitating him." I'm just like, "Wait, re resuscitating him? Wait, you know?" Uh, again, the first thing that came to mind was a concussion. Second right. thing that came to mind was he probably got the wind knocked out of him, or he probably felt fatigued. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like I those were like the only three things because it was just like, what else was there? Where so, were they playing at? They were playing in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, so so and the reason I'm asking that is is maybe and it, you guys some of the things just kind of throwing some things out here. Um, dehydration could be a cause of it. Um, there are certain things that uh, if he's on any kind of medication, there are certain right. medications that could have caused that, or yeah. you know. Um, so there's there's and it could be something that was an undiagnosed health condition. This is one That's of those things. That, um, this is this is literally one of those things where there's there are certain nationalities, there are certain ethnicities that are more prone to a heart attack or high blood pressure and stuff like that, and and blacks are more prone to having high blood pressure and heart attacks even at a younger age. That is something, yeah. And I've I've experienced, and I say that you know not just from research that I've done, but also from personal experience, I, I actually had to deal with a young man that I worked with at that age, drop of a heart attack, and everybody around him, uh, he was leaning against the wall first, he was leaning against the wall, and he said, 
that he was trying to get somebody to help him and everybody just walked past him and then he dropped down on the ground and again people just stepped over him going into oh, the building shit. to go to work oh shit and he, it wasn't until he started tearing off all this clothes oh, and breathing in pain that somebody said are you okay and um i i got the phone call at 5:15 in the morning i lived 15 minutes away from the work i was there in probably 10 i literally i i mean when i was told that an ambulance was coming to get one of our guys. I flew. I actually, the ambulance drivers, I was following, it was rush hour traffic on a Friday, and I was following them on, on a busy Highway 512, which is very busy, the direction I was going. And I was right on the on the ambulance's butt following them. They stopped in mid-traffic, got out, walked back to me, and said, stop following us. You're going to cause an accident. You're following too close. Back off. And then got back in the ambulance, and I was like, oh, shit. And so I ended up taking a back road, and I ended up beating them to the hospital. Of course. Um, but I was and, and this poor young guy, I mean, he was very upset. Like, I was there with him for eight hours at the hospital. Uh, they had given him nitro, the nitroglycerin tablets, twice. I have gone to the hospital, urgent care, with blood pressure that was like 198 over 110. They didn't even give me nitro. Like, how bad was this kid that they he was 24 and they were giving him nitro, glycerin pills? And so, but the whole course of the time that I was with him, he kept asking me, he goes, why didn't anybody help me? He goes, I don't understand. Why didn't nobody help me? He goes, couldn't they tell that I was I was having trouble? Why Why wouldn't they help me? And I told him, I said, you know what? Here's here's the reality. Our brain works like this. If you see something that you're not used to, that you that is out of the ordinary, right? Your brain will say, "Have I seen this before?" And if so, what was the outcome? And in his situation, I said, "Honey, it wasn't that they didn't help you. I said you fell out on the wrong side of the warehouse. You fell out with all the young people, and those people." Oh yeah, I've seen this before. What was the outcome? Oh, they were hungover, or you know, they were still drunk. I said, if you'd have fallen out on the geriatric side of the warehouse where I'm at, they would have said, "Have I seen this before?" Yes, I have. What was the outcome? Oh, shit, it's a heart attack. I said, and, it, and it's just because when you're young, people they're they don't they don't stop to think about that. That you know, nobody stops to think about a 24 year old dropping of a heart attack. That's not something that people in their 50s and 60s do. Right. Right. And so there's there's certain and there's there's definitely certain groups that are more predisposed to having a um, a pre uh, a genetic precursor for something like that. And they get hidden. And there's been several situations where you hear about those star athletes that are 18, 19, dropping of a heart attack, college, high school kids. You know, this is just one of those things that unfortunately was at a level of a as a professional football player on live television people saw him drop nobody thought anything about that at first because everybody saw was thinking that same thing concussion wind knocked out of him maybe yeah. he was just he's in some kind of pain maybe his chest hurts and he he's just he dropped but he's not getting back up because he's in pain and it wasn't until after it drug on for a while and then from from everything the the accounts that I was reading all the players 
both teams circled around him so that the yeah, crowds yeah. couldn't see him. And they were they created like a privacy screen. So it, it like that's something when they do something like that, absolutely that's going to have a traumatic effect on them because they're living it in that moment. They're not able to fully process everything that happened. They just saw somebody like, God, that could have been me. That could have been my best friend. That could have been the person working like working right next to me. That could have been any of us. I mean, I will say this though, because I know the NFL, they usually get a lot of backlash when they do the wrong thing or when they don't. I mean, let, let's just be, let's just face it. And here's my take on this. Well, I will say this. So I thought both coaches, both teams handled it very well. I like the fact that the NFL said, you know what? We're not going to play this game. You guys let, right. go home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The NF if, if the NFL wanted to, and that's what I thought they were going to, I thought they was going to say, you know what? Let's postpone the, let, let's, let's delay the game for a couple of hours and then get back. And I was like, shit, you mean you're going to have these people out past midnight watching football? Like how, how are these guys going to play after that? Um, there was so there was thoughts about hey let's give them a five minute break and then come back out and play and then before you know it they were like you know what I saw like um, the equipment people just like looked like they were just like packing it in like you know what we're not gonna do this so I do give the NFL I do give Roger Goodell he was probably the one that said hey you know what fuck it one team is eleven and four one team is twelve and three I believe um, we don't need to play this game you know yeah. both teams are both teams are in the playoffs. Um, let the, let these let both and 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 so what I also read was that Zach Tom uh, Zach the 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 Cincinnati Bengals coach went to the hospital. He uh, he went to the hospital to check up on uh, the condition of uh, Hamlin, which I thought was very classy. You know, right. I'm I'm I, I I'm kind of wondering how many of the of the uh, I mean, it's kind of you know, do you get on a plane? Do you you know? But all across the NFL, people have the NFL. They changed their Twitter uh, photos to like number three, and his uh, he has a toys for tots like uh, a toy drive. Uh, he that, has a GoFundMe that's got like four million dollars in it. So it's right. overnight, you know, practically. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so you know, the NFL. I I felt like, hey, you know what? They did the right thing on this. Uh, they, 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 I mean, don't, again, I don't think that you replay this game, but now also when you really think about it, there's 18, there's 18 games now. It's an 18 week schedule. They added a week now. So like, think about it. There's still a whole week of football before we even get to the playoffs. And I've always kind of pushed back. I love football. First of all, let me just, I love, I played it when I was in school. Uh, I love the sport. I go out to games. I watch every single game. I'm on my ass watching games on Sundays. Like that is fall, winter. I keep that shit holy. That's how much I, I watch football. Yeah. yeah. So the things that I was a little upset about, even though I'm like, oh, 18 games, it's like eight, 18, you, you add an additional week, you cut back on the, I'm like, you don't need preseason. You don't need, and you don't need 18 weeks. I kind of feel like that's just overkill. And then after this, after this, you know, it, it, it's just like, but but of course the owners are like, well, it's another game for us. It's more money for us, revenue. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, it's 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 all about revenue. But it's like, at what price to your players' health? 
you know. Um, and smart coaches are like, okay, I'll play my starter 17 games. If we're in the playoffs, the, the, that 18th game can be for the reserves. I throw away. I throw um, Sean McVay, he uh, when he started coaching the Rams, he didn't start any of his players in preseason, and they started eight and zero. You know, and then now all these other coaches, this is a copycat league, so these other coaches are like, hey, you know what? It worked for McVay. Maybe we should try to not play our starters right off the bat. Like he was a disruptor. He was just like, no, I'm not starting my guys. We're gonna practice, but I'm gonna have my second, third, fourth. I'm gonna have some the guy who brings our water. Go out into the field. I'm not starting. I'm not starting. My- it should be though. That's and you stop and think about it. For your preseason, those are the games that you really want to watch to see those other non-starting players to see yeah. who's going to make the cut, who's going to make that team, and see if the, if you have somebody who's going to be injured, who's going to be able to step in and fill that role, and how will it impact. And the other, not only does your own teammates want to see that, other teams want to see that too because that's part of their review. Okay, so if if our if any of our guys get pulled out and these other yeah. second strings, second third strings come in, how does that change the game? How does that change the play for that team? Yeah, and I, and I and I agree with that. I'm like, you know what? A couple of preseason games I could do, but yes. it's almost like not four preseason games, right. 18 weeks they of football. It. And then, like, a, you know, a month and a month and change of, like, I mean, and, it, and it's, a, it's a lot. And, again, like I said, as a fan, I, I do watch it. I do like it. But at the same time now, it's like I, I also think about men. Again, you're traveling. You're away from your family. You're doing – I mean, it's a brotherhood, yes, but it's like, you know, it's a job. And it's like, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. But it's I do wish – I do wish uh, DeMar, uh, DeMar Hamlin and his family – uh, peace and a speedy recovery, yeah. and um, because again, no, no kid, no family, no team, nobody should go through that. And so yeah. I tip my cap off uh, to him and his family, and again to to both teams that just handled it like men. Um, you know, when I saw those guys crying, I was like, "Fuck that 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 shit is real." So, but yeah, so it is it it is very like I found out about. I wasn't watching the game last night. Um, honestly, I, it just completely and totally slipped us that it was, you know, Sunday, Sunday night football anyways, uh-huh. uh, or Monday night. And, uh, it wasn't until I went to go check my, I went to go check my Facebook and I started seeing all these Facebook posts about stop the game, postpone the game. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And so when I was scrolling, that's when I saw that the, news outlets had been posting about what had happened and that it was very, you know, like, and then I started reading all the details and I was like, Oh my God, this is like, this is, this is one of those times that millions of people are watching. This is, you know, there's been. It's a a, a standalone game. So if you like football, you're watching it, whether you're at a bar, you know, the game is on. So it's just like, but, but my, my takeaway about that is there's a, it's, you know, and, and and it's just like I read. Uh, I I didn't post anything on Facebook or social media about it at all because everybody was already doing the same thing. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. And I'm just like, go fuck yourself. 
you didn't even watch football until you saw all this shit that was going It's like, right. I mean, I'm like, dude, right. what do you know about football? Like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw, like, dudes who follow football. You know what I'm saying? Like, holy shit. I'm like, okay, that that's somebody whose take that I would that I would follow. Uh, right. People who know the sport. People who There's people who I've seen on Facebook bitch about sports, and they just be like, oh, my God, my thoughts and prayers go out for number three. Really? You don't even know his fucking name? You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, number huh? three? Like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? So so I, that that's the thing that kind of made me laugh. So I went straight to social media, and I was just scrolling while I'm watching the game or watching the whole the delay. And everybody all of a sudden was a doctor. All of a sudden, everybody had their opinion. All of a sudden, everybody's a general manager. All of a sudden, everybody right. was a football commissioner. It's just like, I mean, fuck all of your opinions right now. Jamal, how you know is I'm that saying? different from any other Facebook post? Everybody has an opinion on no, something. No, no, no. no, no, no. But, well, yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like, I want to be seen type of post. You know what I'm right. saying? Exactly, like, yeah. Like, like, no, it's not about you, you fucking prick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? But I'm bummed. Um, but it's, it, 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 I, would, I would see these posts. And, and again, even if it was people that were that do follow sports and they were just like, okay, when are they going to continue the game or whatever? And it's like, these guys aren't even thinking about that. These guys don't even want to play right now. Right. So it's almost like, and, and, and again, we've even talked about this. Like, these guys aren't playing for, I mean, yes, they're playing to entertain. They entertain us. But they're not fucking monkeys. Right. Hold on. In in any let, let me tell you, as somebody who handles uh, work injuries for a living, um, there's no occupation that if you had a situation where somebody got a worker collapses on the job and gets hurt that traumatically, they all stop. They all stop working. Right. Everybody stops working. And the people who are immediately surrounding that that situation is not expected to continue on. Like, I had a situation um, um, a, couple, a few weeks ago where I had to go to the hospital and meet with somebody um, and their family. And um, it was one of those situations where I was calling crisis counselors in case I had to, ha if something bad happened, to have crisis counselors come on on board the next day, like that would be there literally the next morning to deal with all the workers, because it's something that's very traumatic. And so, and and, and that's just we can only fuck up things like um, on the computers and and dollar. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like if if somebody and some of the trades the guys that worked in the trades they could actually absolutely go out there and get hurt. But you're not expecting them to go continue on doing their job because somebody can get hurt. That's where, because people are distracted, they're not paying attention to what they're doing because their mind is, is processing what they just witnessed and what they just experienced. They didn't just witness it, they experienced it. Mm -hmm. They were there in that moment and it impacted every single person that was there that it was experiencing it. So you can't expect them to go, just go back to work. I mean, it doesn't yeah. happen like that. You can't and, and not expect them. You know, the, we're talking about athletes that have to be highly, you know, this is highly demanding physically. They demand a lot of their bodies. And if and even a slight distraction could absolutely injure them career ending. There's no way in hell any of them should have gone back on the field to, to continue the game because 
it there was too many chances somebody else could have gotten a serious injury and gotten taken out not just for the rest of the game but for for life that they would have ended their career if they had like a torn acls or a meniscus or any of those other things that could easily happen so they absolutely did the right thing by by canceling that game and letting people just move forward with it i mean yeah, decompress yeah i mean I didn't even watch the game, and it it, it upset me, and it, it like it had like a, a, a like oh my god impact on me. I was like oh my god, what the what the hell happened? This last weekend has been like I, I want to go because we we jumped right into the show, and I wanted to ask you guys real quick. So yeah, Todd, I pretty much know just from from experience what you did for New Year's. Um, you stayed at home. You watched. Star Wars, and yeah, you it's, had time so that when midnight ha- hit, the the Death Star exploded, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, there's something it's it's become kind of a tradition for me in the last five years. It's something right. I started doing when I was living up in in uh, Kitsap County because I didn't really wasn't going to be going anywhere because I was you know poor and you know far away from everything. So, and Romeo's bringing us food. Where's my food, Romeo? <laughs> oh my god, if you could smell this. Oh my god, uh, if you could smell Look at it. My I'm chef. chef boy, homie. Ooh, <laughs> oh. oh my god, it smells so <coughs> Oh my god. And, and yes, I am very spoiled and I'm very loved. Uh, well, give it some time. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'll just be even more loved. But, um, so I, I was. Thank you. Gay. Right, gay. <laughs> what? Did you say gay? <laughs> oh, God. Well, we're on our bed, too, by the way. Sorry, just be careful. That's where the magic happens. Hell yeah. It's going to happen tonight, too. You're damn right. <laughs> I got no Hell yeah. <coughs> Look how adorable he looks, too, in his Those were the days! <laughs> I know, right? What a change. What a change. <laughs> what a twist! Guys were guys and men were men! <laughs> I put cayenne pepper in it, so it's gonna be a little spicy. Mm-hmm. I love it. Did so, you guys did you guys ever find that uh, live in front of a studio audience on uh, on Hulu? Mm, I don't think we. Uh, we need to. Oh wait a minute! Yes, with with um Samuel Jackson was talking um on a commercial for it. Probably. Okay. Yeah, I thought I did find it, but I didn't. We didn't watch it yet. Yeah. No, it's uh. It's, it's on Hulu, though, right? It's on Hulu. The, I, I don't know if both of them are on Hulu, but I know that uh, the most recent one, the the different strokes with Kevin Hart <laughs> as Arnold, is on is on Hulu. So funny. Damon Wayans as Willis. That, yeah. Oh hell yeah! I gotta watch that. Oh yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. senior, not okay. junior. Mm-hmm. Hungry. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, babe. I love mm-hmm. you. I'm so what did you what did you guys all do for for New Year's? Did, Jamal, did you go out to sit down down to uh, where everybody else was and ring in the New Year? 
Uh, Everybody's no, very I... disappointed with the drone hold show. Hold on, hold on. We haven't got there yet. Uh, I was not... Uh, no, I was not going out to Times Square to do that shit. No. Um, because uh, I, I've, done, I've done it three times uh, in my life since I've lived in New York. And um, I'm just like, all right, I'm good. You know, um, I actually stayed home and worked on my screenplay and uh, binged watch some TV. I took a nap. And let me see, what did I... Uh... Were you awake for, for the new year? Yeah, I was. I had actually bought me a cognac so I could ring it in. So nice. when, it, when it happened, um, I poured me and my dad a cup. And uh, we kind of... It was almost... It was five minutes after. Um, but man, uh, by my window, there was fireworks that was popping. And so I was like, okay, that's how I knew that it was, you know, 2023... Uh, the night before, I did an open mic, and a friend of mine, yeah, I, I did an open mic for the first time in God knows how long, and uh, I, I was like in my head trying to think about what I wanted to do now that I'm going back out and I'm asserting myself Sweet. more to society. I was like, oh, you know what? What, what can I do? What, what do I want to do? And uh, I remember the day of I was out. Um, I, I, I injured my knee uh, at work, so I'm, and I'm, I'm all fucked up. I'm actually on the shelf, but I was like, mm -hmm. I need to kind of like exercise my knee a little bit and kind of just take some walk, take some walk and whatnot. And um, like a lot of places were just getting ready for the festivities. And um, I was kind of nervous because I'm like, you know, they're going to start popping fireworks anytime during the day. They waited during the night. And uh, but yeah, it was. Um, I just basically was, uh, I love this part this time of the year because it's like, you know, everything that you want to do, everything that you are hoping for, for the new year's starts kind of now. It's like a, it's like a whole, it's like you're hitting the reset button. So right. I, I do remember when the ball did drop and, uh, I wrote, I was writing my screenplay cause I had like, I was doing, I, so many things at once. Like I was writing my screenplay, and then I was writing jokes, which is something that I miss doing. I was actually writing a, a bunch of jokes, nice. and um, so that was kind of like something that I was like, as the fireworks are going off near my bedroom, <laughs> I'm like, oh okay, I'm like okay, it's one oh, it's twelve oh five. I go in then like my dad is on a is on a call with a lot of our family, so. We're all just kind of like, hey, happy new year, kind of, you know, uh, my aunts and my uncles and great uncles and whatnot. So that that was kind of great to be a part of that. And um, January 1st, I just uh, continued it on. I'm very, I'm very happy for the new year. I think this is going to be a really good year. Um, mm -hmm. What what I, I kind of find it weird that people kind of like fuck 2022 and all that. I'm like, OK, like. Was 2022 that bad? Um, Man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess, you it was know. Actually, it was polar opposites for me. It was a year of polar opposites. It was the best year of my life. In some ways, it was the best year of my life. In some ways, it was the worst year of my life. But it wasn't 2020. And I'm just like, I'll take any year that's not 2020. Uh, I mean, 2022, yeah, we, yes, there's always going to be ups and downs. But it always seems like people focus on the down part of it. You know, it's like, you. Know, I mean, you're alive. 
and you're able to go into to and you, you know how many people passed on that didn't even make it this far? Count yeah. your lucky stars, ladies and gentlemen, that you even made it this far. Well, that's that's what made it so difficult for me was that there were so many people that did pass on in my life. And the hardest one being my sister. I mean, that was so unexpected. I never would have. Okay, I forgot about that. My bad. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Um, there was that. Yeah, that that that, that was not. Um, that was very unexpected. And, you know, it, for me, it was. Uh, New Year's was. This was the most boring New Year's I've ever had in my life. Um, we didn't go anywhere. Oh, actually, I, I that's not true. Um, I had a dentist appointment earlier that morning, and I think they screwed up my tooth. But um, we literally stayed home. We watched television, just some crap that was on TV. They did a, a rundown of 2022, which was very disappointing because they missed a lot of things, I felt. And then... Um, they talked about, uh, I watched part of Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus's Rocket in the New Year, whatever, which they cut off early. <clears throat> and then the one thing that we were kind of looking forward to was Seattle Center did something this year that they've never done at the Space Needle, is they did the fireworks with drones. Todd, did you get a chance to see it? I, yeah, I didn't time the movie perfectly, so it didn't go off exactly at midnight. It went off a couple minutes early. but So I did get to go watch um, the drones and the fireworks. Um, honestly, I thought the augmented reality stuff was better last year, um, and it wasn't even that good. <laughs> so, I didn't even see that stuff last year, but all I know is, is that it was – not as much as they hyped it up to be. We we expected more. We anticipated more, and it was very disappointing. Well, the fireworks. Um, there was a lot of smoke, and you couldn't see yeah. half of it. Yeah. And uh, I actually I saw I actually saw it on TV because I was up all night. So I was they were showing us other cities that were celebrating. Yeah. And of course, the Space Needle uh, looked like that thing. I was like, damn, that thing is about to fucking fall down. <laughs> Dude, when it when it started, the fireworks started. I was like, "Man, can you imagine the people who were working on the needle? Are are they actually? Is everybody off the needle at that point, or is there people on the building? And are they blinded by all the, all the fucking yeah, fireworks was, going off? It, it was pretty intense. I thought it was pretty cool. But I mean, but was there was cool. there was so much of it though that at one point all you could see was like this this kind of glow inside of a plume of smoke and that's all you yeah. saw there was there and, wasn't and anything it, and, it, and it was like the smoke of the space needle it was like in the form of the space needle right yeah. it's like it, it, it looks like this the saucer section of the of the space needle is getting ready to take off you know but then then the drone show started after all the smoke was you know filling the air so all you could see was again just kind of a muted glow and then mm -hmm. yeah yeah and like I get, I get that they can't account for what the wind is gonna do, so clearing out the smoke. But it was still very, I don't know, um, underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. This year, yeah, I I think they were hoping for more wind to blow the smoke away, and it just yeah. didn't happen. It just kind of lingered. 
as the as the fireworks kept going off, and all you could see was, you know, just that poofs of smoke around other smoke. <laughs> yeah, and I think one or the other would have been fine. Like the fireworks by themselves was fantastic. Um, the drones would have been really cool if it would have been just the drones that you could have just focused on just the drones. But both of them layered over the top of each other. Yeah, yeah, I, I think they, you're right with that. I, I, honestly, I think it would have been better if they had done the uh, the augmented reality stuff with the drones. That would have been a better thing because at least at least there wouldn't have been all the smoke. Right. The augmented, I mean, Marion, if you didn't see it last year, it was basically a virtual fireworks show that was only visible from television. There was nothing happening at the needle itself, but they had all this really cool. Uh, CGI kind of superimposed on top of the Space Needle, and it did all kinds of neat things. It was it was really cool looking. It just yeah. And they did that because they couldn't have people down there around the Space Needle. Right, they couldn't. We couldn't have large crowds of people. So. COVID. Yeah. But uh, you know. But. I think it's just been a. Uh, it's been a really interesting weekend. I mean, just like every time I turned around, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm like, what do you have, Todd? WTF? What the hell? Yeah, that's the element of surprise, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to talk about Jeremy Reiner. Renner. Renner. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I had that too. Um, wow, that was, that was very... Um, like it, it was just like a blurb. I was scrolling through yesterday, and I was, I was watching, you know, reading all the stuff about Jamar Hamlin. I saw a blurb about Jeremy, and I was like, "What the hell?" And so I started reading that, and and again, not all the information in it is in yet. We don't have all, but he is he he was in critical condition yesterday. Yeah, um, at the hospital. Uh, last what I read was that last night um, that the Reno police are doing an investigation to find out what happened. He got into a plow ac- a snow plow accident and ended up in critical condition in the hospital. I don't know if, if one of you guys read something more well, recent. Well, on CNN, this is what it says here: on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday, eight fifty-five p.m. Pacific time, authorities received a nine-one-one call. Reporting a crash involving a snowcat, giant snowplow, a device used uh, to remove snow, and a pedestrian on Mount Rose Highway. In Washoe County Sheriff Darren Balam said on Tuesday during a press conference, uh, while it was not snowing at the time of the accident, Balam said Mount Rose Highway was closed due to severe winter weather and had... Uh, snow that wasn't yet removed. He added that around 13 to 20 abandoned cars were also on the highway that were difficult to maneuver around. Uh, The first sheriff's department unit arrived on the scene at 9.30 p.m. Or excuse me, a.m. Not p.m. A.m. It's throwing me off this as PT there. Pacific time. Um where emergency medical services were on the scene providing aid to Renner, Balam said. Uh, he said Renner was run over by his by his snowcat after the machine started to roll away when he was not in the driver's seat. 
He was injured during an attempt to get back into the snowcat. Oh my wow. god. Um, Renner had been using his snowcat to remove snow around his personal vehicle at the time of the incident, uh, Balam said. Uh, Balam added that the authorities do not believe Renner was intoxicated during the incident and called it a tragic accident. A spokesperson for Renner previously told CNN that he sustained blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries. The 51-year-old actor has so far undergone two surgeries to address his injuries and is so close to the actor told CNN. Dude. Two surgeries since Sunday. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's a, he seems tough, though. Like, chest and, and orthopedic. That's, so that's his chest and his legs and his feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Um. Well, that's what? very disturbing. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Hawkeye is gonna is is Hawkeye gonna be a paraplegic now? And yeah, that's you know. Nah, I don't. I, don't, I well, I, I don't. I... <laughs> well, he's also on uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Yep. Uh, I haven't seen that. But, and he's yeah. great in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the one he's currently on, which is um, like another. I think that's a Taylor Sheridan show as well. Which Taylor Sheridan is the one who wrote um, Yellowstone. Oh uh, yeah, I heard about. I heard that that was the uh, under the same and creator. The, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh my God. It's been like every time I turned around, and then like I was telling you guys earlier, um, off air is that there's a local conservative talk show host here in Seattle, yeah, and Dory Monson, who, you know, the one thing that I, my sister, my sister Laura, who who just passed away, was an avid listener of Dory Monson. Um, she didn't always agree with him, but she was an avid listener, and. So I just kind of think about, you know, like, so I, I was reading and I found out he died this weekend, age 61. No, there's no cause of death that was, I, I was listening to the radio this morning and again, there was no cause of death that was even talked about. So it's just, you know, it's like, it just kind of like a very tragic weekend Yeah. where there's so much going on, so much happening. And, and it was like, you know what? I went into 2023, just like I expected, just quiet keep my head down don't say shit to nobody don't celebrate nothing i think romeo and i we busted out we had um i had a couple of, of little bottles of um the sparkling apple cider okay and the non-alcoholic apple cider and we poured that into some nice uh, crystal glasses and we kind of toasted each other and we gave each other a kiss and we're the like little, okay the little 12 ounce martinelli's or yes. eight ounce martinelli's yeah yeah, those are good. I got one of those for Christmas, actually. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what? I'm such a blonde. I have like four of those, but the big bottles in my my three or four of them, the big bottles in my pantry that I saved, that I bought for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I didn't bust them out for either one. Well, well, next time we we'll come over, we'll have to crack one open. 
Well, I'll do it at my sister-in-law's baby shower. But, yeah. um, you know, it's just, you know, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm just feeling really blah. I'm just not, I don't I know. I get it. This, I... this took for some reason kind of really hit me. I, I'm, yeah. I'm really missing my sister and, and I'm thinking about all the people that we lost this last year and, you know, your dad and, and. Just everything, and I'm like, fuck, I'm not ready for 2023 because um, I just foresee more losses, hopefully. Well, not more than one. here's the thing speaking from a man who's in the business, um, mm. I've been told that I'm at the age where I should expect to lose people. You know, yeah. it's not like, I mean, it's not like. And I, and, I, and I never I never really thought about it until, you know, they're just like, hey, look, when you get to forty, when you get to fifty, you're gonna yeah. lose people, you're gonna yeah. lose friends, you're gonna lose your. Pa- I mean, they're like, hey, I'll just throw this at you, your parents, kiss them goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, and it's like, it, it, you don't. And the thing is, you don't really. Of course, I don't think about it uh, that often, but I do think to myself, yeah, that day is going to come. You know what I'm yeah, saying? it's gonna be the, within the next five to ten years for you, Jamal. I mean, that's kind of what it was for me, anyhow. Because I was, I think, thirty-nine when my mom died, so I was not quite forty yet. So, oh, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, expect it to happen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, um, expect to. I mean, and that's just the reality, right? You know what I'm saying. As much as I wanted to be like, oh my god, don't tell me this. They're not wrong. I deliver these things every day. I know what they're talking about. So you know? yeah. I just remembered because ADD. Um, I actually did an open mic a few days ago. What? In the metaverse, I went to that meta, into that metaverse okay. thing for the the, the comedy club. And then people were in there and getting up on stage and trying to be funny and stuff. I was like, you guys are all doing this wrong. Let me show you how it's done. And actually, I didn't say that. <laughs> but I was thinking it. I didn't actually say it because I would have. It's really weird, man. I went in there and people were just like they were talking shit and they were, you know, going back and forth. And anytime someone didn't say something the other people liked, everybody voted to boot that person out of the room. So it's oh, like I didn't want to say like, oh. anything. Like a regular open mic. Yeah. So I decided, you know what? All you got to do is walk over and hit a little button, and it'll put your name up on the board, and when it's your turn, you get a little notification. And then you can walk up on the stage. And this was, like, on, like, Oculus? It is on Oculus, yeah. It's in the... And it's called Horizons. The app is called Horizons, which is uh, their version of, like... Did you ever see... uh, uh, um, uh, Shit. Um, Ready Player One? Where they no. go into the universe, in, into the virtual world, and everybody's walking around with little avatars. You know how you can do your avatars on Facebook? That's what yeah. everybody looks like. You go in there, and they they have no legs; they're just little floating torsos with arms and a head. And uh, you know, you so can they, basically it's just a reminder of 2020 when we couldn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that I think that's when it's that's when that particular room started was during the pandemic. But in in the last few months, somehow they they got they got uh, tied in with uh, dry bar comedy. So they have dry bar comedy shows in this virtual comedy club. Yeah. 
I have yet to see an actual comedy show. Every time I've been in there, it's just been random people getting on stage and either singing or dancing or some, doing something that's not comedy. So I um, I will say, I you know I I did a joke and people were looking at me and I I I couldn't hear anybody, so there wasn't like I couldn't see laughter or anything or hear laughter rather. You know, there's a thing you could do uh, with your controller that uh, you can basically do like a thumbs up in Facebook. And you, your character does this, and and a little little animated, you know, thumb comes popping off your finger. But uh, right. saw I saw a couple of those. I what, what joke did I tell? Um, I told one of my stupid jokes, and uh, what was it? I can't remember now. It was it wasn't very memorable. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I had to explain my joke to like three people, and they're like, ah. I get it. <laughs> I um, I, I would say this. Yeah, I was very excited when I sent you guys the message about me being at an open mic. I yeah, um, I was I was happy for I, you. It was um, it was like I was coming back from the dead. I sat back and I was I was watching these uh these guys. I mean it was of course open mic, so uh all all comedians, which uh which they were very supportive. Uh, I stayed for the whole thing. Wow. Um, I wanted. I, I was like, you know, what, let me stay. Here. Excuse me. Let me stay here. See what's. Uh, see, you know, enjoy myself. You know, I don't go out much anymore, and that's definitely going to change uh, this year for sure. Um, but it was just uh, going back out there and kind of, you know, it, and it felt weird. Here's the thing that felt weird about it. I kind of felt like, okay, number one, I don't deserve this. And when I say I don't deserve this, it's because the last time I did an open mic was many, many, many moons ago. I've done so many shows, but to do an open mic and kind of test material, and do, I haven't done that in so long. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to, these jokes that I've been writing, um, let me see if I could, uh, you know, let me let me see. And it's, and it's weird because like the, when you, when you miss two weeks, for instance, in this comedy game, which might as well be 10 years. But you come back, and it's like there's certain things you re-pick up on, right. like muscle memory. It's almost like, oh, shit, I've done this before. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, oh. So as I'm on stage and I'm telling these jokes, I'm like, why the fuck did I stay away so long? So, <laughs> you know? you so know, where, like, did, where did you I, go do your open mic at? What place was it? It was a place called uh, Halyards, and uh, not uh, in Brooklyn. Okay. About 20, twenty some odd minutes away from where I live. Um, and I, yeah, I was just at a bar. They had a, a place in the back where they had seating and whatnot. It was a very nice place actually. <laughs> and um, you know, there was uh, I think there was like maybe I think I saw like twenty comedians. And you know, I sat back, signed up, and I was just wa I was watching these the, the comics perform and you know it was like okay um you know your garden variety open mic but uh and then and then you know it's my turn and i go up and i do i do well you know uh, i did very i, I did surprisingly well because i was expecting to just i i had the bar aimed so low where you could you 
you could trip over it. <laughs> like the bar was, I set the bar so low. Anybody who was walking past me, I'm, excuse me, see that right? That's the bar. That's what I plan on bringing. So were, <laughs> was there any muggles there or was it all comedians? The majority of it was comedians, but I spoke to a lot of the comedians. Okay, so I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not trying to brag, but as I sat there and I was listening to the comedians, I thought to myself, I've been doing this for 11 years. And you could probably pick out five comedians, and I've done it longer than all five of them put together. Oh, wow. That was kind of and, – and you could tell. I mean, I sat down, I've watched it up open eyes. I'm like, wow. Like, one of the people that I spoke to um, extensively that night uh, has only been doing comedy for, like, roughly, what, four, four months? And it showed. It wasn't terrible. It showed. Um, and I and I, and I I had meant that I was like, you remind me of a Seattle comic. And – did not know if that if should I be offended? Should I not be offended? I'm like, no, you have that weird awkwardness on stage that you let us know that you're about to be awkward. And at the same time, a guy from New York, you know, is deciding, do I go take a piss now and just wait for you to get off stage? <laughs> um, or like I, I don't I don't know. But um but no, uh, this person was was really good. It was just like everybody has their little niche, but um I, I was probably the the oldest comic as far as experience that was there because I, I now and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why I thought that I've always said this at open my uh, to young comics at open mics hey bring your notes at an open mic don't bring them at a real show don't bring them on a paid show you know what I'm saying but a lot of the comics came up there they had their phones in their hands they had their notes in their hands. I didn't even record my set. I walked up on stage with nothing in my hand. And I just started spewing out jokes. You know, my, my, my philosophy is if I can't remember an awesome joke that I wrote and I got to refer to my notes, I don't deserve to tell it. I actually yeah. do remember what I the I didn't tell a joke. I told a story. I told the story about how I remember when I was, I was in my preteens, we went to see a movie. And my mom followed a guy through the parking lot thinking he was walking to his car. They kept looking back at us like, why are they following me? And he ended up walking to the bus stop on the other side of the parking lot. Hmm. So we followed him all the way across the parking lot in the car. We were we, Mom was driving the car through the parking lot, following this guy as he's walking through the parking lot. She's thinking he's going to his car. He kept looking back like, hmm. why are they following okay. me? And then he okay. finally gets to the other side of the parking lot and he goes and sits down next to the bus stop. I was like, Mom, he's not going to a car. He's waiting for a bus. Of course, Heidi and everybody else started cracking up laughing. And then, you know, she ended up finding another place to park. Okay. That makes... Okay. Uh, that's the part I didn't understand. I was like, why is that yeah. funny? No, no, she was, I, I... Look, she was driving... You were driving she was driving behind him as he's walking across the parking lot. But I didn't understand why oh, okay. she was okay. like, that's what you told no, Yeah, because that's why you had to explain it. Yeah. Like, in a crowded party. So, punch it up. Like, it was Christmas time. I remember this It time probably I was, was actually. That's, you it know. was Christmas time for me. It was. If not, it was. It still was. And I, I remember hearing the story. It was Christmas time. And you know where... Um, you can't you can't say find a parking spot to save your life. The only way you can do it 
is to follow somebody, you know? So right. my mom thought, that, you know, so here's, here's my aunt. She thought she was going to be outsmart everybody like, Oh, Oh, I see this guy walking. He's, I'm just going to follow him, follow him to his car. his car. Yeah. I'm going to follow him. He's going to go get in his car and I'm going to get his parking spot and right. I'll, I'll be set. And she, as, and you're like, why mom? Okay. Mom, 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 we're halfway across the parking lot. Really? This is a long walk. Mom, mom, <laughs> He's still walking. Then, no, the, the thing is, he kept looking back and, and looking at us and like, why are you following me? Like, like, what, like, he started wondering why, like, if, if we'd have been just a dude driving, he'd have probably been posting up ready to fight. But it's a not. It's a mom with some kids in the car. And so he's really confused as to, like, why the hell are you following me? Exactly. And we're, like, thinking he should have known we're trying to get his parking spot. You know, like, he wasn't... Dude, why are you looking at us? Still... And it wasn't until he, he got to the bus stop and sat down and waited waiting for the bus that we realized we made a big you know what and the thing is his mom didn't it didn't register right away with mom either it's like well, where, where'd he go i think he's over there next to the bus stop wait oh yeah and yeah and it was i think it was it was christmas time or it was during the holidays either way because heidi was there and i'm pretty sure jim was there this is back when those two were still together i don't think heather was born yet and it was probably mom, her boyfriend, it's, Jim and Heidi and me. So yeah. So anyway. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the story I told, and I don't, I don't think I told it well enough because people were just kind of like, <laughs> what? So. Well, yeah. it's, a, it's a long story. So the thing is, though, is, is when you're telling a story, that the thing was telling a story, is that you have to, if you get a lot of setup, you got to have a really good bang. Or you have to to punch, throw some punches, some laughs into the middle of that story. Yeah. To make it entertaining. Yeah. To, to make the that was the first, and literally, that's the first time I ever told that story to anybody outside of maybe one or two friends. You know. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. But this this, this kind of thing happens like every day to a lot of people. Uh, I'll get followed at like a Costco. And I'm going oh, it's, it's even more so at Costco, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, uh, and, and I'll just let them know, oh, I'm, I'm going inside of Costco. Like, I'm going towards Costco. Like, right. why the fuck would you follow me, you know, um, like, on my way to where I'm supposed to be going? Like, mind you, I've already parked. I just parked far away where I'll be. Well, yeah. oh, that, and that's and that's why people follow people like in, in the Costco parking lot because the, the parking lot's massive and it's always full. Every time. Oh yeah, mm. and it's crazy to find some place to park. Yeah, there's a there's a Costco by my job. Every time we drive past there, it's it sucks because and I'm glad I don't shop there, but there's traffic inside the like the area where we're supposed to be driving through. Like there's like tra it looks like they're stuck on like an interstate right. because people are trying to back out, but they can't because. There's cars that are just in the way because they're yeah, and I'm just they're, like they're waiting to take your spot. Yeah, so it's and and it's and it's and it's a and a, and here's the thing: it's a huge parking spot. It's a yeah. huge parking lot, yeah. huge parking lot in the industrial uh, industrial city side of uh, Brooklyn. And it's like, and if you can't park there, you would have to park across the street in the back part of it and but pay for it. Nobody's doing nobody's doing that. Um, so it's like. It yeah so I actually went there today and I was like just getting ready to pull into a parking space and as I'm like starting to turn in I see a car 
after the car that was in the spot left, a car coming through that spot. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Why are you driving straight through? Why didn't you back up like everybody else does? There's too many cars here, man. Why are you doing that? <laughs> what were they doing? Well, you know how some people, instead of backing up and pulling out, if there's a if there's an empty space in front of them, they'll just pull forward and, yeah. and drive away that way. Yeah. I was waiting for the car that was originally in the space to pull out so I could grab that spot. And as I'm pulling up to go in there, I see the guy who was parked in front of him pulling through instead of backing up. Yeah. You know, it's but it's a lot safer for the driver. It's safer to pull forward than it is to back up. I guess. It's a lot Oh yeah, it is. I guess. But, I mean, it's it, it's a full it, parking it, lot, so it's you know, I if I was if I wasn't paying car? attention, if I wasn't paying attention, I would I would have hit him, you know. If somebody else was in a hurry to get that spot, because you know they're worried about somebody else grabbing the space before they got it, they would have just pulled right in, you know. Did you get the parking spot? I did, but you know, it was just like, okay. what are you doing? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the, one of the downsides to that that maneuver pulling all the way through, though. Is is if you got to really, I mean, you can't really do that if if there's a lot of. Well, yeah, you sh- you shouldn't be doing that if it's a full lot, you know. If there's people trying to to grab a space because it's the only one available in that in that area, no. Because if someone was in a hurry and they were just trying to get in, they would have hit that guy. So. And I, I I didn't like come unglued or anything. I just looked at him like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> All right, <laughs> go ahead. So, moving on. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about this um, Whoopi Goldberg thing. Oh, Whoopi. Um, the controversy, not this thing. The the controversy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm um, curious. So, just to, I guess, just to kind of uh, let the audience know what we're talking, what what controversy we're talking about, because like Whoopi has so many. Um, we're talking <laughs> about Whoopi Goldberg's claim that uh, this past um, that uh, that the Holocaust wasn't about race. She had uh, made some comments that uh, people were just furious about it. She says it um, in an interview. She said that the Holocaust wasn't about race. And she had made a couple of other remar- remarks um, about uh, Nazis saw Jews as a race, and um, and uh, Goldberg's comments were very uh, not was not taken lightly. She received a lot of uh, backlash. Uh, she apologized. Uh, uh, she did apologize, but she also was suspended for two weeks which really upset a lot of people. Um, Goldberg's latest remarks that Nazis saw Jews as a race, uh, referring to uh, the comment that she had made in January when she claimed that the Holocaust was not about race. Um, Yes, but that's the killer, isn't it? Uh, Goldberg told the Sunday Times, the oppressor is telling you what you are, why you are believing them. Uh, The Nazis, why believe what they're saying and um she i mean she just goes on about this uh and she was suspended for two weeks from the view 
And a lot of people thought that that was not enough. They thought that she should be fired from The View. And, um, you know. Let me ask. Let me ask you this. Okay. So. Do you think that. Okay. Not do you think. Or, or, <laughs> I thought Jewish was a religion. It's Judaism both. is a religion. It's both. It's a religion. Uh, Judaism is, is a religion. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, you know, you, there's people who practice Orthodox, which basically means that they follow every letter to the Bible, every, I'm I'm sorry, every letter to the Torah. Uh, so you got your Orthodox Jews and you can kind of tell they have the, uh, the yarmulkes on their heads and, you know, they dress accordingly. Uh, then you got your non-Orthodox Jews, which they're just Jews by name. They don't right. really, I mean, they don't take kosher for the most part. Um, they're almost like, they're almost, they're, they're Jewish. They're like part-time Jews. They're, you know, um, like or, they, yeah. Yeah. Or, or they just don't take at all. You know what I'm saying? But they, they are from that cloth. So, okay. um, so, so in your, and, and, and I agree with your description, there's Orthodox Jews and then there's non, and then they're what you call the part-time. But what, people, but what a lot of people fail to realize, I'm like, there's there is a thing called Israelis. <laughs> but <laughs> that's they're not all Jewish. They're not, but a lot of them are. You know what I'm okay. saying? So but, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say go ahead. Um, I personally, I I have to agree with what she said, that the that. The Jews, the Jewish people are a religion, not a race, right? Like, there's Europeans, there's, like, Catholics and Protestants are not a race. Those are religions. Yeah. Yeah. From my, unless I, unless I'm, I, I could be way wrong, and if so, then somebody please feel free to, to enlighten me. Right. I always but thought. From my understanding, Judaism is a religion. Either you're a practicing or you're a non-practicing, and, and I know that there's different factions, just like there is with um, Christianity. Oh. There's a lot of different groups within Christianity. Christianity is not a, a, a race, right? So yeah. when she said that the Holocaust was not based on a race, I agree with that. The Holocaust, from everything I've ever read and ever, uh, like, studied on any of that, everything I've ever learned, that it was against a, it was against the religion. And much like, much like the Protestants in England when they invaded Ireland against the Catholics. Yeah. Okay. okay. And I could be way off base, so I, I, I virtually know nothing about Judaism and people people that are Jewish. I I always was in the impression that it's a culture and a religion. They're 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 not exactly the same. I mean there's So So the thing is this. Um Judaism is the religion. Right. You know, like people say Jewish Jewish people is basically a group of people who worship, who, who, you know, worships 
who practice right. Judaism. So basically Jewish, I mean, there, yes, Jewish is like an ethnicity, but when you look at Jewish people, it's kind of like a, what do they call it? Like a, uh, like a ethno religious group, you know, it's like, a, like originating from is Israel. Uh, I'm sorry, originating from the Israelites, um, and Hebrews. I mean, that, I mean this, and this is like textbook. If you ever read the Bible, I mean, they're all over the place in the old Testament, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, so it, it, so it's just basically, you know, just, it's the Jewish ethnicity, the, the, the nationhood, the religion, the, you know, it's just, it's Judaism. So, so, but my thing is this, um, I don't know as far as race or not, what, ha what ended up happened was a group of people, a specific group of people were targeted. So yeah, I don't, oh, I don't, oh, absolutely. absolutely. I, I don't know. I mean, now, as far as it was, it race. I don't know if it was because of race. I don't know. If it, I know at first what they were trying to do was. I mean, again, it's it's the Nazis, blonde hair, blue eyes, the master race. So what they did was they took people who didn't look like them, and they basically just put them in concentration camps and 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 and, and gassed them. But and, and I'm not. And the thing is, though, is this, I'm and I I am not for one millisecond trying to downplay the atrocities of what happened during the Holocaust because that was absolutely beyond horrific. There's yeah. no, there's nothing, you know, that's, that's absolutely, but what I'm saying is, is that the difference between, and this is, this is what I'm trying to, you know, then this is where I can understand where, 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 where Whoopi would be coming from is that let's say that, um, in a in a in, in a situation that oh I um like for instance um in the same kind of a, a war this is <clears throat> slavery you couldn't just walk away and say oh wait I'm white I'm white today right you can't walk away from your color but somebody who is from a a background like, like with Catholics and and Protestants, you could kind of like, to, in order to save your life, you could lie. You could lie. Nope, nope, right. I'm Protestant. Nope, mm -hmm. I'm Protestant. Or, change or you your accent. Say, yeah. Right, exactly. You could change your accent. You could try and blend in and fit in, right? And, and give yourself a, a little bit of a, an edge, a little bit more of a chance. Whereas in Whoopi's case, Romeo's case, your case. It's not like you can guys can go, what up, crackers? I'm white today. You know, I mean, yeah, right. You, you can't just blend, right? No, Marianne, as, we're as, salty Americans. I, I, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't just, you can't just walk away from that that fight. Yeah. And not with the same, you know, degree of ease that like-looking people can. Yeah, like our grandmother. You know. It, it's... Now, I mean, I'm going to circle back to what, what, what she said. I mean, with, uh, with, with what Whoopi said. Um, like, I mean, I, I find it weird that people are kind of up in arms about... I mean, it's her take. You have people out there, believe it or not, who are Holocaust deniers right. who believe uh, yeah. that 
who believed that such an act could never happen in his day and age. And I'm just like, where the fuck have you been? Like, Okay, these are the same fucking people who believe the earth is flat, okay? Yeah. You know, seriously. And, and, and you know, well, uneducated They're, or or not, they, they, they don't... Deniers. Absolutely. Straight I mean, yeah. up deny I mean, that, that it that, existed, that, yeah. That That's what, well, that, yeah, that's exactly what they are. But, you know... And ignorant as... She, and, and again, like, Believe it or not, I think that it is about race because you went after a specific type of race. You went after a specific type of people. You know what I'm saying? So, because my thing is, is that really a race? Well, I think if they're identifying as a race, then they should be called a race. They went after (laughs) Jews. Now, now again, what are Jews? People who believe in Judaism. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's but that's, me, that's that's more religious persecution. But again, well, and it's not splitting. And, and I know it kind of seems like we're splitting hairs on this, but it, there is a difference. Like, is there with you? There's absolutely a visual identifier that makes you look different than Todd or I. Yeah, but you know what though? It's if I was bald, I get it. But here's and, the thing, though. If I was black and I was a Jew, they probably would just, well, I mean, they'd look at me black first, but they're like, oh, wow, you're a Jew, too? Double whammy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. there's, black, there's black Jews. Uh, there, any, like, like, anybody can convert into Judaism. Yeah. Like, I mean, anybody can exactly. convert. Exactly, and that's the difference. That's my point. So, Not but, anybody can convert into being black. So, so the thing is, it's like, look, well, I mean, or Latino pe- people have tried though. People try to rob our culture every fucking day. I mean, it's like right. they, 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 they try, but the thing is this, um, what it is, is it's the, it's anti-Semitism. at the end of the day. It's, I, I do not agree with the way that you worship. So therefore I'm going to put you in a camp. I mean, uh, it's 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 religious genocide. You know what I'm saying? If it was it was ethnic cleansing, mass murder. I mean, call it what you will. They targeted the, the here's the thing. The motive of the Holocaust was anti-Semitism. Right. I want to get rid of all these Jewish people. I mean, that 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 was it. I want to get rid of all these type of people. Ethnic right. cleansing, right. I think, is what they call that. Yeah, ethnic, ethnic cleansing, or pan-Germanism. Oh, okay, so, <laughs> so, so let's take a look here. Um, it says race, ethnicity, heritage, and immigration among U.S. Jews. Uh, most Jewish Americans identify as white, non-Hispanic, and that's kind of the point that I'm making. Is this that? And this is on our census. This is our United States census. Um, as a breakdown, they have white, black, Asian, American Indian, uh, Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, other, single race, white and black, white and Asian, white and American Indian, white and Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, white and other single race. So these are the, the choices that we get to choose. And then we have Hispanic and white and Hispanic and other multiple races. Yeah. This is. This is when you go, the, the, the census comes out and asks us to, to identify what race we are. 
these are the races that they give us. And so when this is kind of like it goes back to they, them, he, she, he, he, him. The pronoun kind game. <laughs> yeah. And it's it is kind of that same. And and I'm I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. But don't come on court and demand that Whoopi Goldberg gets fired because she sees the race as black and white. Do you see what I'm saying? She's seeing it as a black and white. She as an African-American or a black woman is, it is absolutely appropriate for her to see things as a race that is identifiable by um, maybe your level of persecution. I get it that that, that they, they were persecuted, but it, they were persecuted as a religion. And, and as such, as much as everybody may deny this, there was opportunities in in some cases, not all of them, and I'm not going to be so ignorant as to say that all the cases they could have blended. That's not the case, and that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that they had a much better chance of trying to blend and get away with blending than she had or you had in a white society as black people. Yeah. I'm dealing with a race versus dealing with a religion. Well, I, I'm, I I'm indifferent about the topic because it doesn't involve me. I, I, you know, she, if she gets in trouble for it, she gets in trouble for it. If she doesn't, she doesn't. I don't, I don't think that, that may, we should be indifferent about things like this. Because well, I mean, it's... When, when we get to the point, where do we draw the line, though? Where do we draw the line that I'm offended? Well, I'm offended that you're offended. Well, you here's know? the thing. Like, here's the thing. Where do we draw the line at this where everybody, they, the cancel culture, like even there's at some point you go, hey, hey, okay, enough is a fucking enough. You know, stop. Stop. Okay. There's some Here's, things that you can say, educate me on, but don't cancel me because the entire world, it, because I have an opinion that differs from yours. Here's the thing. I've been watching The View. Uh, I've watched The View for, a, I mean, a long time. I haven't watched it lately. I, I catch like bits and pieces of it, but I've watched The View extensively enough when... Elizabeth Hasselbeck was there. Barbara Walters was there. Right. Like the the first group that was there, right. and you know Joy Behar, who I think is still there. Um, and they had, I mean, they've had so many people, but the mainstays were your Joy Behars and your Whoopi Goldbergs. They've been there for a, I think they were there since the beginning. I think they were, yeah. Both of, both of them, very funny comedians. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, she was the one who annoyed the piss out of me because she was such a uh, a Republican who would say some things, and I'm like, "Did you just hear the words that came out of your mouth?" Like, and then she, and it would be always be like Elizabeth Hasselbeck, Whoopi Goldberg, and Joy Behar would like gang up on her. But, but here's the thing, though, um, Whoopi Goldberg, they've been wanting her. She's been, she has never held back on anything that she believed in on the show. I oh, remember, I... I remember when Bill O'Reilly was uh, a guest on the show. Um, yeah, I've seen clips of that. Her and Joy Behar walked off the stage. And in my opinion, I thought that was tacky. Um, not for nothing. I've met uh, I've met Bill O'Reilly before when I used to work for Good Morning America. And he, it, 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 and, and he was nice to me. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I'm talking to a guy who is a complete douchebag. But he, he was nice to me. My thing is this. Uh, they walked off stage and then they ended up walking back on. And I know for a fact they did not walk back on their own accord. Somebody upstairs must have said, get those two bitches back out there on TV or else 
there'll be hell right. to pay. And they came right back. Okay, right. I, I think it was like they took a commercial break, and before you know it, they came back. Um, not for nothing. That was that's like us bringing in somebody who's a diehard Republican, and we just sit there and we just shit on them and be like, "Ha ha, got you." And we just basically no, that's this is not what we're about. You know what I'm saying? It's like you come here, you're a guest here. I don't right. care what you. I mean, whether you believe that Donald Trump is the reincarnation of Jesus Christ Himself, yes, we'll, we'll probably. There are people who believe bit. that too. But but we're not going. But what we will not do as a as adult, as a respected group of the podcast media, is we're not going to sit here and just be like, we're not going to ridicule you. That's that we shouldn't. Okay. And yeah. so with that being said, I've seen Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar do these things. You know what I'm saying? Now again, what I would say is if we had a flat earther or a diehard Trump supporter. There's questions. Hey, a lot of questions. Please, please tell me, like, what made you? What makes you think that? What, 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 what makes you want to vote for this guy? What do you think that? What kind of changes could he? These are the questions we ask because we're not asking because we're just we don't have anything better to do. I want to know what in your mind. What are other people like you think about when you think that this is the guy who could? I want to know what you think because. Talk me into it. Sell me on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I, I want to know, like, why? And, and again, and if I don't believe in what the the bill of goods that you're selling to me, I'm just I'm, I would just probably plain flat out say, okay, well, in my opinion, he, he's not the guy. But I would respect your opinion. And, and that's how you get good dialogue and you get good conversation is to get somebody not like-minded people that think the same way you do. That's get boring. Who, it is very that's boring. boring. Get people who don't agree with you. Get people who say, you know what, I think I think that you're wrong. Well, okay, tell me why. Don't give me opinion, give me facts. Exactly. Why I, do you think I'm yeah. wrong? And, and like you said, sell me on that. Make me to, think. You have to add, and again, context. Now, I, I remember watching the... Uh, because it was, uh, I believe it was Bill O'Reilly, he was pushing a book. Yeah. And, and that yeah. was it. He was just pushing a book. It wasn't like he was saying, okay, I'm going to tell you ladies why you guys are all wrong. No, he was pushing a book. And um, and, and and like I said, I've been in the same room with Bill O'Reilly. And, and not for nothing, he's a, he's, a, he's a pretty smart guy. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's a very smart guy. He knows what he talks about. He doesn't throw his beliefs at you. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll talk about what he believes in. And again, like this podcast, we'll tell you what we believe in. You could either pick up pick up what we say and walk away with it, or do whatever you want. But it's not like he's saying you need to be this. I expect no, this from not. you. No, no. What he we said, didn't expect everybody to think just like us. Because how boring would this world be if that was yeah. the case? Now, if it was Sean Hannity, different story, completely different fucking story. But that's another conversation. But the thing about Whoopi Goldberg and 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 Joy Behar, well, mainly Whoopi Goldberg is. Whoopi Goldberg, I mean, she wears what she believes on her sleeve. She is a right. de definite, definite Democrat. But the thing is, people, I think what it is, is people are just like, I'm sick of Whoopi Goldberg, or I can't watch TV because I don't believe what, I don't like what she believes in. So I think what it is, is it's basically what it is, is this, out of all the things that she said, and she said a lot, it's almost like, okay, you're going to talk about the Holocaust. This is the last straw. First of all, I've seen what people, white people that had something to say about her. It's like, please tell me what you know about the Holocaust. Please tell me 
do you, you know what what can you tell me about it like it's just people that are angry for the sake of being angry they don't right. even know why they're angry it's just like oh Whoopi Goldberg said something that I didn't like she said something about the Holocaust which has nothing to do with you which has nothing to do with me um well so why the fuck do we care but she stated she was able to state her opinion and this is I guess what frosts my ass about it is that as as a black woman who has an audience to make a comment about something about race and all of a sudden everybody freaks the fuck out and wants to cancel her. Why are you really wanting to cancel her? Because if you honestly believe, if you honestly believe that she's ignorant on this, offer to educate her. Okay, but that doesn't mean that she's going to change her opinion. That doesn't mean that she should be canceled. Hey, give her a free ticket to the Holocaust Museum. Like, I mean, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I got a free ticket to the Holocaust Museum. Yeah, I, give I, give a wealthy person free access to something. You know, no, like, but connect the dots. Show me, show me that I, I what, that 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 because from my my education of, of my life. I've never heard of Jewish people being a race. I've always heard of them as a religion. I've heard so, both. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, next week, we do have uh, Silas Lindenstein on the show. He's bluish. So um, we, should, uh, <laughs> we should ask him when he gets on the show. I don't, I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think he's... Oh, he's Jewish. He's, he's actually Jew- black and Jewish. So uh, Is he? The, the thing... Yeah, yes. Lindenstein? Um, that doesn't yeah, mean anything. How do, you, how do you guys not know this about your own people? I do um, know that. I, no, no. I do know that. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, of course, he, he acts more, he's, he's more like he's, Nerdish he's, Black. He's, but, he's atheist. But he, he comes from he, a Jewish he, what, background. Right. You know, okay, Todd, if he's but, but, atheist, hold on. Todd, if he's atheist, then you're telling me that Jewish is a religion and not... No, it's both. It's a culture and it's a religion. That's the way I've been told my entire life. I don't know where where you've been, but I've heard both. I've heard I've heard it's a culture. I've heard it's a people, and I hear it's also religion. But it's it's not. It's a race in the same way that Germans and uh, like if you if you're if, no there's a, there is a, a like a, a defining difference. As I'm far so, as I'm so getting a Jew on this show. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna find the most, most longest nosed Jewish biggest yarmulke I've ever seen. It's I'm gonna have oh. a, the dude's gonna have a flying You should on you should head. try to get Steve Hofstetter on here. I would love to uh, see that. I'm I'm gonna get the biggest Jew on this fucking show. Just to be like, look, we have questions. Steve Hofstetter is a is a very uh well, he's, he's he's a comic. He's a, he's a comic from Queens. Yeah, he's a, um, he's a comic who's known for like destroying hecklers and and uh, he's he talks about his family. He's 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 a, a redheaded guy. He's got a black sister and and he's also Jewish, and he talks about it in his comedy. And people say the stupidest ignorant shit ever, and he just I, I, I destroys them. You just you just volunteered to. Um, Get him on the show. So I don't know him personally. You, you, I, you two have a better I chance of getting the, him than I do. I, I did the Seattle International Comedy Competition with him. Uh, so you, you probably have some mutuals. I don't. 
But, I have um, 35 people on my friends list. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> but I, I want to circle back on the, the Whoopi Goldberg thing. I got, I got two things that I just want to say. Number one, I think what it is is I think what it is, it's a culmination of a lot of stuff that she has said over the years, and then people are just like, oh, yeah, you know, throw away the key. Also, um, I think the one thing that, as I read on her comments, like all the things that she said, here's one thing that she did not do. She did not alienate Jewish people. She did. She wasn't being derogatory. She wasn't being, and, 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 you know, she wasn't being any of these evil things that people are accusing her of being. You know, she had a statement. I thought she made she I thought she chose her words carefully. And I just like like I said, people just bitch just for the sake of bitching. Right. Um, not for nothing. To be honest with you, this isn't even a story to me. Like, oh, she said something about Jewish people, she said something about the Holocaust and what it was about. Okay, big fucking deal. But um, it wasn't like she was denying the Holocaust. It wasn't like she was trying to take away their history or take anything away from what happened at all. And so I don't think that, you know, so to me, I guess I would like to, to and I'm not going to say anymore, you're like, we get one Jewish person on this show. It's not like they're going to be able to clarify everything and, and make everything all perfectly understandable for us any more than we could ask Jamal or, oh, hold on. I've got a comment about black people. Wait a minute. Let me get my husband so he can speak for all black people. We can't use you, Jamal, because you, you, you know, you're biased because you're on the show. But let me get my husband who's, and let him speak for all black people. You know, it's the same kind of principle. We can't have one Jewish person speak for all Jewish people. I mean, unless you want to get a rabbi who wants to speak. And and now maybe because of all this, I'm going to reach out to a freaking rabbi. Hey. And I'm going to say, look, I help educate me. Please help educate me because clearly I'm ignorant. I just need to find out. I'm not connecting the dots properly. Connect them for me. As long as it's not on a Friday and at sundown, um, I could be able to get it. (laughs) I'll see if I get a rabbi any other day of the week. As long as you can't be recording on a Friday, and uh, we have to have some filter fish uh, in the in the green room for him, so uh, <laughs> uh, or some locks or whatever. But I, I, dude, I, you walk a block down from where I live, it's Jewish city. So it's like, you well, there know, you go. Okay, take it on the road. Right yeah. Take us on them. the road, Paul. Take us on your phone. You're gonna walk out amongst the people and ask Jewish people, is is. <laughs> Is it a religion or is it a... And, and you know what? Here's the funny thing. They will actually stop. I mean, they'll probably chuckle, laugh, and be like, of course a black guy is, answering this, is asking this question. And they'll answer it, and they'll, they'll make it clear. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're, you're, um, you're less likely to get in trouble than I would if I was asked a question. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll be, I'll be like, yeah. look. Because I'll be like, look, I just did a fucking... I just did a... How do you guys feel about Whoopi Goldberg, first of all? <laughs> 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 They'd probably be like, well, first of all, because it's not even her real name, you know. That's that's her stage that's, name. Yeah, it's a but stage it's like, name. Yeah. Oh, you know, good 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 for her for picking, you know, a Jewish last name to carry her career on. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, <laughs> all right, great. But it's you know, and and, and here's the thing. It's like, you know, uh, I'm not. I've worked with Jewish people. You know, I, I have a boss who, who's Jewish uh, at my other at my other place, and you know, it's it's just like. You know, they have, and, 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 you know, people from the outside looking in are just like, they have, you know, Jews have their, you know, uh, like their personalities or their little religious or, 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 or like racial traits or something like that. But it's like, you know, I've, I've, I've had very intelligent conversations with a lot of Jewish people. Now, I will say this. I was very mad at them during the fucking pandemic 
you know, I was like, you guys aren't acting right. Calm the fuck down with the whole mask thing. Put that shit on. I did, I did like pitch a bitch about that, but take the, take that away. Um, they're actually, you know, really cool people. You know, they're, they're, for the most part, they're really cool people. They're very peaceful people. Um, I mean, they, 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 they deal within their own community. Yes. But, you know, um, I mean, if you fell down and hurt yourself in their neighborhood, they'll, you know, I, I remember one time, um, my mom was visiting and, uh, they were visiting for the, uh, family reunion and I, I took her my brother out to dinner and the the trains were messed up so we had to get out and we had to walk the rest of the way it was friday sundown through a jewish neighborhood and my mom was like looking around and she was like and she was just like oh my god this this neighborhood is so clean that was like the first thing she noticed was the neighborhood was clean there were Jewish kids walking around. There were Jewish families trying to get home before for the Sabbath, and um, and yeah, we were in this like very very and we, me, and my brother, we're the only black people out in this neighborhood. Only black people that we could see out in this neighborhood. We're walking by, and they're not bothering us. They're saying hello to us. And my mom was, you know, she was on her phone, and she's just like Jamal, where the fuck are we? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, this is a Jewish neighborhood. This is, uh, you know, and she, she was just like, did, she was like, is, are we going to a Jewish restaurant? Are they going to serve us? I'm like, no, we're going to, you know, we're going to a seafood joint. And I did not know that we would be walking through a heavily, heavily Jewish neighborhood um, to a point where my brother was like, I've seen gangster movies start the way that we're like starting now, <laughs> you know, like we were just like, and then next thing you know, we're talking about like movies that have like a bunch, like Snatch. They have like, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie, but the opening scene is Benicio Del Toro and all these people dressed up as Jewish people going into a, a diamond. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and we're mentioning this and mind you, as we're walking by all these Jews and they're laughing, they, I'm like, see, they've seen the movie too. <laughs> um, they know exactly what the fuck we're talking about. So, um, or, or um, lucky, lucky number eleven, um, where uh, it's it's a, one of Bruce Willis's and Josh Hartnett movies. It's it has Jewish gangsters in it, uh, and Sir Ben Kingsley is one of the uh, he's like the head Jew in charge, and he's so good in it. But it's like we're naming all these movies and like as we're walking by these families and these kids and these teenagers and people that are our age are listening to us talk about it. Like, mind you, we're not yelling, but we're like <laughs> at a near shot. You'd be like, oh, my God, these fucking guys know our culture through these gangster movies, <laughs> um, you know, like, but it's it's it's, you know, it's it's all fun. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I live right next to a Jewish neighborhood, and you know, and and mind you, like, wait, isn't uh, Natalie Portman? Oh, Jesus Christ! She's yeah, like, they're they're hot. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. There's a I kind of think about getting the snip I mean, just to you know. Uh, Barbara Streisand in her twenties wasn't wasn't e unattractive. I mean, oh my God, Jamal just brought up something. I Erk! <laughs> I'm out. Back it up, back it up, back it up. Hold on. 
Jamal just threw something very personal out there, and I went, Erch, Oh, wow. I thought we glossed over that, actually. No. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, my ears went, what? Well, no, I, just, I, I missed it, apparently. When I realized that none of you guys picked up on it, I was like, oh, wow, I just, I got away oh, with that no, one. I totally caught that one. I totally, I'm not, let, I'm not glossing over that one at all. At all. Because this is actually an interesting conversation. You just brought up something that I actually had this conversation with a few other moms. Really? Uh, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, and, and so it brings on an entirely different conversation. So Todd's over there going, what the hell are you guys yeah. talking about? I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Yeah. Before you start, um, if you have children listening in the car, just open up your door and kick them out. Um, yeah, don't don't let them listen to this part because this part here is probably a little bit more. Gr- I don't know. It's a lot. It, no, pa- I actually just pa- put on your headphones, it. folks. Is what, you're, what we're saying. It's probably a good thing to have people. So Jamal brought up. He I mean, everything up till now has been okay for kids to listen to, though, right? <laughs> Right, Jamal just threw out there on the floor and, and walked away like we weren't going to notice it. Still not understanding anything you guys are referring to, so just spit it out. Stop and listen, Todd. I just said Jamal just threw it out there on the floor for everybody to listen to that he's not circumcised. Oh, I didn't hear and then that. Walked away. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he did. And now all that build up and yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> so am I. And, and the reason. So the reason why I, I'm having this, I, I was like, it's because I've actually had this conversation. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who, um, Auntie Katrina, who has her, she has the two children that she's, um, one that she's adopted and she's fostering the other one. And oh, neither one, um, three and one. Oh, okay. They're young. Okay. They're very young. Well, yes talking about how the boys one and he, i think he's anyways three months and uh, sticking to it right, right around those ages uh okay. could be off a few months and one of them is having uh several issues and because she as a uh this is like a second time around mom like her her children are the same age as my kids she her grandson is a little bit older than my grandson so her and i are close to the same age and she's now her first set of kids were girls. Whereas my first set of, of, you know, of my son, I have the boys. And so it's very, very different raising boys than it is raising girls. Very different. And, and she was talking about like, she didn't even know as far as with proper training and teaching the boys how to clean themselves. And she said, well, she's going to have to get them circumcised now at the age that they are now, right? And that's kind of the look I, I had on my, like, when I was looking at my phone, like. I was, I was she told. She wants to do both of them at the same time to get yeah. it, like, oh, right? <sighs> my, my brother, I remember when my brother got his, I think he got his when he, he had a, a hernia back in, um, I think it was 92 or 90. Um, he had a hernia and he wasn't circumcised. And my mom said, you know what, since we're here, they did it. it I remember, and I, I'll never forget the way it looked afterwards. He, like he had his, it was bandaged up 
And when he had to unbandage, it just looked like it just looked painful. He he yeah. could he couldn't walk for a, like we had like he had to be carried from the bathroom to the bed. Um, he was sort of bedridden for a good while, and we had to put like he had to get like like you know there, I mean mind you it's it's a cut and he had yeah. to like. So this is he, this is why everybody this is why every guy in the world cringes anytime something happens to that part of the body, because yeah, th- th- there's like that that vague memory that in the back of your head of that being cut. Yeah, the pain but from that. You're supposed to get it done when you're young, like me. Within the first as, time. as an adult, if I get it done, I'm I'm on the shelf even longer. Like it, I hear it's painful. Um, and you are like unable to walk. So most guys, and and I know guys who also aren't. They're just like, nope, fuck it. I've went, I, I've went this long without it. Um, and again, yeah. you know, we're so used to the the, the hygienic part of it. Like I, I I've known. And, and here's another thing. Like there are some women who I have, I thought would have thought that, oh yeah, that that's gross. They're actually into it. Which I never like really thought that that would be uh, like a, a kink, if 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 you will. But oh, a fetish! Oh yeah, absolutely. Everything like the, fetish. There's kinks like, for oh everything. Yeah. There's a, yeah. Rule but, thirty-four of the internet, dude. If it exists, there's a porn version. Yeah, but there's yeah, there's always a fetish for something, and yeah. and I can tell you so. And, and now we're getting super personal, but in my line. None of like my dad hasn't been, and he absolutely was adamant that that would they would not do that with his sons. Um, and uh, I actually think that my stepmom she snuck my my baby brother in and didn't let that, and so my dad was lividly pissed to find out because you know. And for me personally, I I still remember. Uh, before my sons were born that I, I, I knew this girl and she had a son that they, the doctor performed as what she called a half circumcision. And I said, there is no such thing as a half circumcision. The doctor fucked up. That's what that was. The doctor fucked up and didn't get all this, the foreskin. Um, I researched what they do. Like they take the baby, they take a newborn baby, like a, like say a two, three day old baby, they put them on a board and they strap their arms and their legs to a board. Yeah. They strap them to a board so they can't move and they strap their head down too. So they can't flail around. So they immobilize the baby. They pull up their penis. They take a ring. They put the ring around there and then cut off all the skin and pull it off. Okay. They do not use any kind of painkiller. And then they put bandage around the penis for like, uh, and you have to change out the bandages for like a week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I was with my son and I, I ended up at the last, like my insurance changed about three weeks before my son was born. So I had to get a whole different medical team. And I told the new doctor coming into it, I said, you will not circumcise my child. If you circumcise my child, I will have you, I will sue you for mutilation. You will not touch my child. That's not how he was, he was born to be. And it was, and my stepmom was, or not my stepmom, my mother-in-law, my ex-mother-in-law was all kinds of flipped out on me. Well, 
how horrible it is and how how un 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 um hygienic it is and how many chances that they can have they have higher chances of having cancer they have higher chances of having infections they have blah blah blah, blah. i said bullshit there's no difference on that on except for on cleaning them that's it the reason why and and Tying this kind of back to the Jewish religion is, is the one thing that the Jewish religion did was they knew that if they put things into scripture that it was like the word of God that they were able to um, for lack the, of any other word control the Jewish uh, they have a ceremony called a bris right? and right. that's when somebody comes in <laughs> snippity snip and why? <laughs> you know? yeah, they do that. The reason why is because stop and think about this. Much like a lot of the Jewish religion, with they also have the religion where they can't have milk and meat in the same meal, right? And you can't have cloven hooves. Well, okay, have, there's, there's a kosher. reason. There's a reason for these things, which and I had this is I had a conversation with a friend of mine. This was several years ago who was Jewish, and they said, "Stop and think about it." At the time, the Jewish were warring people. They had they were persecuted, so they had to be able. And if you put like milk, cheese with meat in the same meal, it's a heavy meal, and it makes you really lethargic and want to sleep. And if you have to be able to pack light and get up and run to, to save yourself, he goes, you don't want to have to been and have eaten heavy. And same thing with cloven hooves. The the meat was cause people to get sick because it wasn't thoroughly cooked like pork you know what happens if you don't cook pork all the way so these are just some things that they were able to put it into the religion to be able to to control the populace and to be able to you know get better buy-in from them so the same thing with with the circumcision you would do it as a way to because it was a lot easier to keep it clean but you know that's not the way if you are properly teaching your sons how to pull back the skin and clean around it themselves. And as boys start to grow, when they're infants, that skin doesn't easily pull back. It isn't until they go through a couple of years of having what they call like the, you know, they do get those night erections, even as a young child that pushes that foreskin open so that it peels back at when you become adult that that skin is able to come back. Even as you start to get older, you're like when you're as a as a parent, when you're trying to clean your child's foreskin, you don't rip that skin back because you're gonna pull it back too far and hurt them. You pull it back until it doesn't pull back, and then you just like like I say, twice around it's cleaning, three times plain, done, rinse, done. You know? Yeah. Anyways. Well, I mean that's that's so, not something I had to, I have to worry about because I am circumcised, and I oh had... I know because. Our, I know that only because our grandmother, when um, my brother was born, and she saw my my brother for the first time, Grandma Mary, came over to my mom and said, um, "The doctors, they they forgot something." <laughs> and my mom's like, "What are you talking? They left something. They forgot." And my mom's like, "No, they didn't." She goes, "I'm not having him circumcised." Okay, first so, of all, I'd be like, stop looking at my son's dick, you fucking pervert. <laughs> Trust me. You know what? Women, they do. That's that's our heritage. Here's what we're looking at. Maybe he's packing. He can get a good woman. You know, lots of offspring for us. There we go. Well, and uh, what happened with me recently is that um, 
this this summer, I went and used the restroom. I went in, did my business, and, and left. And before I had a chance to go into the kitchen, because that's where the soap was, to wash my hands, the teenager goes, did you wash your hands? I was like, no. And, 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 and I wasn't able to get out. I haven't yet, but I'm going to. They started harassing me about washing my hands and, and cleaning myself. Don't you wipe? I was like, what am I going to wipe? I peed. I was standing. I, there was nothing to wipe, you know. I and, and she's like, well, no, you're supposed to clean yourself when you're done. I was like, no. She's like, yeah. I'm, no. <laughs> and then I, then I realized they're, they're thinking about people who are uncircumcised. They have to wipe, you know, away excess urine. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> Hold no. on. Wait a minute. Jamal? Do you have to pull back and wipe away excess urine? Usually, when somebody says something like that, I say, "Open your mouth. I'll clean it for. I'll clean it then." Um, well, and that's 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 the thing is like I don't know about that stuff because I'm that's not how I, will, I am. I, will, I so, will answer that. I will answer that question, Marianne. Um, I do peel back when I go. Because right, but it, you peel back when you go. Because if you don't, it just goes all over the place. It's, so you have to pull it back just to go, that's, and then that's you, step one. You, do the, you can do the, then you, you know, aim and then you go twice and you're done. Like it's funny. Sometimes I'll be in the shower and I'll just like <laughs> I'll be in the shower, and it's and I just like look to see like oh wow look at it just like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just it it, it does it's it's oh my god. <laughs> It's wow! I cannot believe I'm doing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. This is one of the burn the tape moments. But yeah, like I'll I'll I'll, I'll pee and and I'll just like look down and it's like extreme. Like it's like a super soaker. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like it's like a strong stream going out. One. It seems like if I close it up, it's almost like. Have you ever just like squeezed the water balloon in your hand? That's kind of what it looks like whenever I go. If I don't peel back, it's like. It's like a, it's like a fucking like a lawn sprinkler, like a rainbird, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's, you, know, you don't know who you're gonna hit. It's, you know, it's just weird. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes you know? sense. You know, so it's just like I, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I, and on top of that, if I, if I don't peel back, it's almost, and then of course it's like, okay, I got all this urine in my fucking. And then it's a hundred and two degree day in Jan in July, it, it, it makes matters worse. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, no, it's like I I I always you know, like when I do comedy shows, I always take a shower. I always shower whenever I'm about to be in a public place because you never know when you know you just never know. And I want to make sure that I am prepared. Yes. You know, like I you. No, like I would never, like, even open mics. Oh no, I fucking shower down. I mean, I may dress like a bum so, at these open mics, but I will tell you this much: so I fucking showered before I showed up. We had someone in the chat room going, "Hey, stop talking about my body parts." I just I said LOL, and they got. I was like, enjoying the show. I was like, not anymore. <laughs> That's you know hilarious. what? You know what? But that got engagement. Are you kidding? That, yeah. I, <laughs> to that end. 
I understand. Nobody wants to hear about my dick. Like, I get it. <laughs> or mine, for that matter. Like, like, I just told you guys how my dick looks like when I pee if I don't cock the hammer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... I just basically told you guys that. Let me tell you something. That is the most truth you're probably going to ever – that you've gotten from me lately. Right. Okay. The, the, the most right. honest he's been in a while. You just explained to me why they call it a cock because you cock the hammer. I got it. Thank just, you. Know. Oh. No. Yeah, I never made that connection either. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I will say, and I will say this. You know, like, like as far as sex goes, it, I don't have an issue. Like it doesn't – I'm never like, you know – Oh my god! Like my biggest thing is whenever I present it and they look at it, it's almost like, oh my god! Like you—that's the first thing they notice, not the size. Oh, you're uncircumcised, and I'm like, um, speaking of size, uh, no, nothing. Yeah. You're, just, you're just amazed. You just amazed that my dick looks like something from Dr. Seuss. Okay, like whatever. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> whatever. I was gonna say, Fine. does it look like the snake? Does it look like the snake from Beetlejuice? <laughs> It it just it, you know it looks like if if Snuffleupagus had his like trunk stretched out and then brought back in. Oh no! It's like, oh poor Snuffy. Like, you know, but that's the like yeah. I'm having flashbacks in my head like oh my god you're uncircumcised oh I'm like and then I get it I'm like oh I, I was I wanted to fuck you now I just not sure anymore because you fucking giggled like an Asian schoolgirl, you know, like I'm that's not, too I'm funny. Sure feel, I'm not sure how I feel about this moment now, but again, it's not like, you know, I don't think I've ever had a girl tell me at least at first sight was like, Oh my God, that thing is huge. It's the first thing they say is they, 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 they make some kind of mention of the, the, the lack of circumcision. And it's like, okay, where's the cameras? Like, you know, well, we're we're getting towards the end, and I think because we didn't do it the last couple of weeks, maybe we should give each other our challenge for next week. Yeah. What are we gonna? I actually, actually, I did write a joke. So, oh. um, yeah, I think I will do this. Um, this, this particular joke is in the rough draft form, and I'm gonna share it because um, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna make this funnier. But I'll tell you guys a couple. Um, I did write one that was fucking amazing, and I'm gonna save that for when I'm on a real show. Real show. So uh, let's see. Hey, we're a real show. We're not a comedy show. Hilarious. <laughs> we're no, a real I show. Mean, like, like, you, you know what I mean. I <laughs> like, know. We're I just busting your balls. Whenever, whenever there's a check at the end of the night, like, um, so I'll I'll do these two. Um, the, uh. I remember telling my mother I wanted to be a stand-up comedian, and she busted out laughing. So I was already off to a good start right there. Um, <laughs> nice. So that's 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 like my little one-liner. So this joke I wrote while I was in physical therapy today, actually. <laughs> um, I was yeah. So I wrote this joke um, today, but again, it's in its. Uh, I didn't put it in the you know the the arsenal that I usually put, I put this in like, we need to work on this. And this is the joke that I'm going to work on. <clears throat> in my lifetime, believe it or not, I've been involved in 15 car accidents. I'm like the launch pad McQuack in the vehicular world. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> okay, good. We know who that is. That, I, I, I don't think I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to move it around somewhere. But 
um, crashing all over the place and getting hit by other cars. And it amazes me that I was able to walk away from these horrific accidents. Um, and I, and that's because I say a short prayer before I start my car. And I specifically ask God or whoever is in charge of the universe to absolve all of my wrongdoings. Uh, you know, in case there's a hell. <laughs> just in case. Um, just in case, you know, I say amen, I start my vehicle, and I hope for the best. My theory of why I have yet to die in a car accident is because if I did die and God or whoever is in charge of the universe absolved all of my sins, wrongdoings, mind you, they would have to allow me into heaven and God is not having it. Uh, God would be like, I have far too many comedians here already. Uh, <laughs> uh, plus, <laughs> plus, he's heard my material. Um, so we say God has a sense of humor. I think it's funnier to God that I survive all these car accidents <laughs> for his enjoyment. Nice. So that's... Jamal, you're probably the one person that has, like, People are shocked when they find out I've been in seven car accidents. Um, I don't need to be in eight. I don't. I don't need to be in competition with you. You win by a landslide. Keep it at that, okay? Let's no more for either one of us, okay? Uh, uh, no promises there, but yeah. Um, oh, I'm with uh, you. Like this, this last accident. I mean, I think, and I think that the last accident is kind of what, uh, kind of, because uh, I have car accident jokes, but I'm just like, you know what? It's time to just ball all of these up into just one good joke. And if I'm doing like a string of car accident jokes, that's kind of cringy. I mean, it's, I could just knock them all out. But yeah, this one, I was just, I'm, as, as a matter of fact, I'm, the funny thing about it is I'm sitting down in like the waiting room to get my physical therapy and I'm listening to Nate Brigetti on my Spotify. Uh, oh my God, he's so good. And I'm, I, I've never done this before. I've never wrote jokes while I'm listening to a comic tell jokes on an album. I've never done that before. And, I'm, and, I, and I never wanted to do that because I've always been afraid that I would get distracted. But I do like, I, I don't like doing this, especially like publicly or on the radio, but um, one of my goals is to write a ton of jokes for 2023. Um, it's, it's something like even last, I wrote this one. This is my fourth joke that I've attempted this year. Um, and it's already the third of the year. So, um, I've actually been, you know, I actually have, uh, I went to my storage unit and what I did was, uh, I grabbed, uh, I got these, uh, notepads, uh, and I got a pen. So, but I, I, I like to write it down like on my phone, well, on my, well, that's a phone I'm holding um, <laughs> on my phone. And, uh, I put them in like this, um, and like this little, uh, you know, Google Documents, and it, it, I, the my goal this year, and mind you, just today I actually finished the rough draft of my screenplay. That's why when you guys were like chatting it up before the the show, 
I didn't answer because I was focused on how I wanted to end my screenplay. And I just, I was so happy, 112 uh, pages. And I'm just like, okay, like I'm done with this movie. I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to edit it and, 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 and make the changes that I need to make changes. But I feel like right now, while I'm on the shelf, uh, not working at this point, I need to be creative. I need to stop being lazy. I need to start yeah, going. Yeah, I, I need to stop going out. I need to start no matter how tired I am. Um, because in this business, and I've had, had I've had comics tell me this a lot of times. Hey, man, you want to be a comic, you got to live, eat, breathe. You got to be, you know, I know comics that find a way to set an hour aside to write jokes. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to set some time aside. So all I'm doing is writing jokes and just focusing on that because that's the only way I feel that's going to get me back out to open mics is because, hey, I got this new joke that I want to try. I'm going to go all over the city telling this new joke. And there's enough open mics where I can do that. But I got to be at a point now where when I go back to the Renton Civic Theater, it's people coming up to me being like, yo, I've seen you perform. like, Oh, I've seen your show a bunch of times. I've never heard any of these new jokes, these jokes that you did, and it crushed. It's got to be at a point where uh, I cannot be, as an artist, happy with the stuff that worked in 2020. Uh, I mean, yep. 11 years in a game. I got to start. I can't rest on those laurels. And, if, and, and now, also, um, and I think we talked about this. You were actually going to be the host of this. That's why I decided not to do the album recording. Um, it's because I was bored with your own material. I want to be able to have enough material where when I'm done with an album recording, I still got a lot of shit left over to a point where I could, even if I wait another two years, I'll have new stuff to be able to, I don't want to just, oh, this is all my, all my, 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 my jokes that I've written. I have nothing left. I got to wait five years before I do another no, I gotta. I want to make sure that if anything, I have what two and a half hours. You know, I have jokes that I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna do this one anymore. I, I don't, I'm not gonna do this one anymore. I gotta get to a point where I am taking comedy much, much, much more seriously now. But as I say it, being that it's January third, I gotta make sure that I'm carrying it February third, March third, June third, September third. Yeah. This has got to be an all-year thing because as I was telling these uh, comedians at this open mic that I was at, I'm like, yeah, you guys are very funny. Um, if you guys come back next week, don't do the same jokes you did when you were here. Yeah. Why not? Because if anybody's in the audience that have seen you or the, or the host that sees you, it shows that you didn't do anything. You just wasted your time. Why are you going to come back and tell the same jokes you told to the same group of people that's going to be here next week? Show us that you are growing. Show us a sign of growth. That's how I know you are serious about this. And I, 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 changes, tweaks yeah, to the same I, I, or, or if you're tweaking a joke, that, that's fine yeah, too. But yeah. the shows that you did you took the response from the audience from an open mic and you went back and you worked it and you finessed it. Yeah. So. But, but with that being said, don't show up with the same like pattern. It's almost like, okay, we saw this last week. 
you're not wasting my time. You're wasting your time because when right. I go up there, it's not going to be the same set. It's going to be something different. And I think that's what I, that's what I'm going to challenge myself to do. I am not going to go to an open mic unless at least an open mic that I've never been to. I'm not going to go to the same open mic two weeks in a row unless I have something completely uh, well, there's new jokes in, in my set. There's got to be new jokes in my set every time. So if that means I got to write 300 jokes this year, that's going to be right. a challenge. <laughs> but, you know what, though? I think a lot of times you get that spark of creativity and you can you can keep rolling off of other jokes. But um, this almost feels like, like you were talking about what your goal for 2023 is. And that makes me kind of wonder. So, Todd, you, I, I, I hate saying things like New Year's resolutions because I don't ever – my only resolution I yeah. ever make every year is I don't make a resolution. I don't yeah. because I'm not waiting for the new year. But I do like kind of the idea of having a goal. And I was kind of thinking about that today of what I, what my goal is, you know, and, it, and like you were saying, we're kind of setting a, a hitting the pre, the reset on things. And we're kind of looking at things from a different perspective. And I, I have something that, um, it's kind of been same thing. Like when I quit drinking, when, when I quit smoking, there was something that kind of bothered me a little bit. And I was like, okay, I'm better than this and I need to make this change. And for me, that change, at least professionally during my day life and probably at night as well is to reduce or re significantly reduce or eliminate the amount of swearing that I do. Oh no, don't Fuck do that. that. I love it when I love it when you're full of piss and vinegar. No, as a matter of fact, the old I want you to be Phyllis Diller. Uh, when you, <laughs> I, no, no, I need I need a Phyllis Diller in my life. I need a Cloris Leachman in my life. I need a Betty. No, no. I was gonna say Betty White because Betty White swears when she's not on camera. I, See, I, I, that's I, just it, though. It's just that, you know, for me, to me, the unfiltered me. But the only problem is... That, belay I, that. Belay that goal. No. I don't care okay. if you have grandchildren, Marianne. I don't curse around them. Be like, hey, my grandmother, she was a spitfire. No, fuck all that. Oh, no. look. Look. I, I swear like a sailor, which I guess is appropriate working on a Navy base. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I don't think my, I don't think my grandmother... I don't think my grandmother cursed that much. Uh, actually, she didn't really. I oh mean, she, she. I mean, she she got very passionate about things, but she never. She wasn't like a sailor. She wasn't like fuck this and fuck that. Like, I, I think I probably curse more in a day than she probably do in like a year. <laughs> I probably curse more in like two hours. It depends. If there's two hours of sitting with my husband, we. We swear all the time. I mean, and we she, even she, think about it. she does. But my grandmother used a slang, yes, but it wasn't like, yeah. She, I mean, she cursed. Don't get me wrong, but she wasn't like a like a, you know, it wasn't. But okay, I, I see why you would do it. Hey, I'm trying to be a better person, but man, um, okay, I could see why you would do that. See, with me, the reason why I, I reduce, not completely eliminate, but maybe be a little bit more creative with the words that are coming and thinking about the words that are coming out of my mouth first. Ah, far for Uh, yeah, don't, uh, do, right? don't do that. No, don't, don't do the, re Gosh, don't do the replacement words. That, no, you're, if you're gonna say the fucking word, <laughs> say the fucking word. Don't go, no, no, you're not clever. Well, Everyone knows you say, you, when you say fark, you mean fuck. Everyone knows it. So why bother? You know what, though, 
of the thing is, is that for me, I'm looking at it as, like I said, not necessarily in my, my regular life, but more in my professional life where I, I was in a meeting and I made a comment. I said, we, yeah, I said, you have to admit, we fucked up. And every, all these other managers looked at me like, <gasps> and I was like, I've, and I'm thinking, I've heard every single one of you bitches say worse than that, you know, but when we're all in a meeting together, all of a sudden we got to be all nice and PC and not swear. You know what you should do? Like when you want to curse, you should do it in Klingon and then just oh, no. let, <laughs> just be like, right when you're about to just, curse, just do that. Yes. Just, just swear in a different language. Just, Chances just are the people in the room won't like, know it. What the fuck did you just say? And you're like, you could be like, you heard me. I said, you or whatever like <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't I, I just I, start I calling know. just start calling people feckin' Egypts. Okay. Now now we gotta find a Jewish person and somebody who speaks Klingon that can tell us how to swear oh, Klingon. I could probably go outside right now and just be like I need a Klingon and well, interpreter and yeah it's 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 oh and right now my phone is actually doing it. I just I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a a, a uh, English to Klingon dictionary on the internet that you can type in a word and it'll automatically tell you how to say it. Hey Siri, how do you say "fuck" in Klingon? I can't. Yes. All right. Well, thanks okay. for trying. Okay, Google. No, you're not. Okay, Google. Oh, I know what I have to do. I have to press this button. How do you say fucking Klingon? Here are the top search results. Klingon swear words. Holy shit. Yep. Um, they do exist. Wow. Oh my god. Kabla. Oh my god. You know now what? You need, but you need a translation for how to properly say it. Not in this case. There's um, there's an audiobook that tells you how to say words. I can't e but here's the funny thing, like, I don't even know I see the spelling. And I just, my tongue will fall out of my mouth if I try yep. to. Yep. There's lots yeah. of phlegm. From what I understand, there's lots of phlegm involved with Klingon. It's like speaking Yiddish. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Actually, I think Yiddish is part of what they used when they created Klingon language. Really? I think so, yeah. Well, you know what? I kind of feel like you need to learn the alphabet first and how to like say the Klingon alphabet before you could actually dive on into like words. But I, I see like there's like a wiki books, English Klingon dictionary of Klingon. Oh my God. Here's a little bit of trivia for you in Star Trek and Star Trek, Star Wars, the, 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 uh, the, the Ewoks, they were, they were speaking, um, um, they weren't speaking of a, a, a made-up language. They were actually speaking another language. Uh, it was uh, Filipino, or whatever the Filipino language is called. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. know the exact a, right word for it, but there was, there was words that were being used on in the movie that were that were in the Filipino language. Some of this looks right, like... Guys. Yeah, wow. Uh, I'm going to be way right. past my bedtime. I'm going to delve into this a little further. Um, yeah. So, I'll learn... I'll learn but um, okay, so uh, do we want to talk about what we uh, binge watched? Um, I just go ahead. I was just gonna say that um, this week has all been like uh, shows are coming back, so I just uh, watched the the uh, or after the the break or whatever, 
the new version of um, Quantum Leap new episode dropped last night, and it was really, oh, really oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've been watching the the National Treasure show on 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 Disney Plus, which has been really, really good. So, okay. not giving any details. Uh, I've been uh, watching. I watched the South Park uh, pandemic episodes. Oh, those are so uh, good. Season, I because I only saw one of the episodes. I did not know there were four, three other ones. So I yeah, watched yeah. two of them today, and <laughs> oh my god, it I was it it, it, it triggered me because I was like, yep, that that's what we went through. So I've been watching that. Um, I've been watching, uh, of course, my show. Uh, the, I'm on the sixth season of you know Gumball. I was able to watch it with my first cousin and. That was one way to keep him quiet while I was finishing my movie. So, um, nice. So I've been doing that. I've uh, been watching also uh, Bob's Burgers season twelve. No, season nine of Bob's Burgers, season fourteen of American Dad, and um, yeah. So yeah, I've just been kind of like, uh, kind of just enjoy, uh, trying to stay positive and stay. Uh, creative while watching these shows and uh healing from my injuries yeah what about you marianne what about you marianne we haven't really binge watched anything oh uh, we're still watching i think i mean my god uh, once upon a time my god it is such a you understand binge watching for me when i can only watch an hour a night well tonight i, I can't watch any tv today because i don't have enough time um, but, uh, we, I typically only have about an hour, maybe two hours of, of watching time after work. So, um, yeah, I'm getting kind of bored with once upon a time. I need to catch up on some other TV. How far into but, once upon a time did you get before you get bored? Season <laughs> season. I'm sorry. What? I'm on season two. Okay. Yeah. It's just that watching it. So much back to back to back to back. Some of it is like, oh, well, let's yeah. watch something. Yeah. But, you know, it's more of like, oh, I don't really want to watch it every single day. Can we watch it every other day? Let a little anticipation build up. No. Okay. But it's not like I can watch a movie either. Because, again, like I said, I usually only have about an hour by the time I get home to watch TV. So that being said, guys, I... I'm not. I, I need sleep bad. All right, I'll wrap it up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That has been our uh, our broadcast. Thank you for listening. Um, you've learned a lot more about my dick than I'd want you to. But you know what? That's uh, a we bit all of look. We totally overshare all the time. You know, usually <laughs> yeah. it's me, and I'm really glad that this or time me. it's you. We talk. <laughs> we we will talk about things that you know. We never, ever in a million years thought we would talk about, and yet we talk about our deepest, darkest, everything's. Oh, yeah. Um, to the the Hamlet family, we wish you guys uh, the best um, yeah. with uh, good old number three. Uh, please get better, and uh, as Marianne always say, it is, uh, please make good choices, and <laughs> Happy New Year. It's not about you. Thank you. Remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and tell a friend.
Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Be sure to check them out on all their social medias at Not About You Pod.